Wait, Wait what? what? Really? really? Okay. Okay. With your host, Lauren Weissman. This is a fully licensed theme song for the show about stuff that makes you say, This is episode 100 of Wait What Really Okay. My name is Lauren Wiseman. I'm a brand messaging strategist for the Fish Stewarding Group. I've reached 100 episodes. It took four years. The first one came out on March 3rd, 2016, and here we are at 100. Not really big into anniversaries or numbers or downloads or likes or views or follows. It's much more about engagement and story with me. Inside of brand messaging, I look at optics. I look at the perception and inside of brand messaging, it's much more than a logo. Yes, the logo is important. There's uniformity that has to be there. But a lot of the times, we miss the considerations of everything going on around us as where we're losing steam, as where we're gaining opportunities, as where we have different options to take. But many people, they just kind of float to the exciting stuff, the shiny squirrel. I heard this, I overheard that. They work on hype, they work on the subjective, they work on fiction. I'm sharing today, and it ties into it, the title of this episode is Quarantine Brand Messaging Updates and Concepts to Consider. I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your business, your product, your podcast, your video series, your service. I am gonna share some ideas that have been vetted what we're looking at, how we've looked at it, the trends that are happening right now, and how you can positively take advantage of those things. For starters, more and more people are beginning to understand messaging is key. A lot more people are beginning to understand brand messaging is a lot more than just a logo. And a lot of people right now are under quarantine. It's a stay-at-home order. They're shifting certain things, and they have more time on their hands than they might have before. This makes for a perfect period to look at updating and shifting some of your messaging. The biggest problem that I see in businesses that run from small mom and pop all the way to multi-million dollars is the idea that we need to feed money into the message as opposed to stating, hey, is the message off? are the optics on this not reaching. And this isn't about Google Analytics, and this isn't about certain things of how many likes, how many views, how many this, how many that. People have gotten lost in this, it's like this sugared up caffeinated view of, I'm doing great, I'm doing great, I have all this engagement. Great, you got people commenting back and forth online, but if they're not moving to where you wanna move them to, they're not buying, or they're not connecting in a way that becomes conversion, then what do those analytics mean? And a lot of times the way I see it with analytics is, here's what's happening in the very moment, now go put more money so you get more of those moments. We are getting into a time of artificial intelligence. We are getting into a time of better analytics that to me showcase the optics of a situation. What is being highlighted? What isn't being highlighted? But just going to another digital marketer, just going to another social media person that's going to bounce something out so that you get popularity, it's not necessarily building your authority. And to be popular, more people are starting to get past the line of going, oh, wow, so it's a million views, but maybe it's just funny, or maybe there isn't any authenticity or validity behind it. 
with all those things considered, to begin to look at what is going on with your message, how is your message being portrayed, how are you financing your message, and are you pushing money at a message that no one's going to open up, that no one's going to connect with? The answer is yes for a great deal of businesses and a great deal of ventures and vision. Last week I mentioned the idea of cognitive bias and that cognitive dissonance of people just hearing what they want, believing what they need to, and continuing to push forward even in failure. That's not helping anyone. It becomes some of these short-staffed ideas of motivational, pardon me, but garbage that doesn't lead anybody to real change. It doesn't lead anybody to a fix. It doesn't lead anybody to conversion. And it's not all about conversion. It's not all about sales. I do think the root of a brand and the root of its messaging should be empowering, should be informative, should be sharing about what you're about. The supermarket brand analysis of sorts. You know, when you're walking in the supermarket and you see an item, and for you, you need to see that commercial a few times. You need to see that item for a while. And once you've seen that item for a series of times, then you feel good about it. That can happen online. We can get away from these funnel systems. We can get away from these fast sales, free gifts, sign up here, do this now, this overly dominant picture, the dominatrix in leather, snapping a whip saying, you must, you have to, like, don't forget to share. It's aggressive. And all in all, it's beginning to piss people off. So as you flip the switch and your message invites, it engages, it shares, now you're drawing an audience that wants to learn about you. And maybe they don't immediately buy it. Maybe they don't immediately follow you or like you or sign up on an email list. But you can have a greater impact with these people because now you're relaxing their mind in a way. You're offering them something that many people aren't. And now they're going to pay attention to you. And then in time, they come to you. We have to get away from also some of the, and there is positive motivation. I do believe there are professional people out there that can mix motivation with information to increase drive, to be there, to make change. I do think the majority of the motivational and inspirational field is dangerous, false prophets that are just pushing out ways to get you inspired for a minute, but give you no direction whatsoever. There was a woman this morning that posted, you know, failure is when uh, growth happens. I'm like, okay, I respect your opinion. My view on that, failure is when growth can happen. When you've failed at something, if you get sucked into this motivational seesaw of I'm all inspired now, but you don't make the changes from that failure, you don't learn those things, then you're just going to fail again. And yet we're being reinforced and coddled by a lot of the life coachy types and the motivational types to accept our failures for where they are and say, hey, this is, this is growth. Well, if you're not growing inside of that or being inspired to grow or being directed to grow or figuring out the channels where to grow, then nothing's happening. The reason I bring that up is because that's exactly where many people are inside of their messaging. They are confident inside of their brand message because their brand message hits the intention of what they want. 
this becomes a problem because you bring that to the marketer and you tell the marketer. And right now, there are not a lot of, there are some, but there are not a lot of marketers. There are not a lot of social media people out there that are going to argue with your intention because they want your work. They want your money. So they will go against, or maybe they're not even going against it and just not realizing, they will push out a message and they'll just keep pushing out the message of your intention and not take into consideration the perception. Now, in this shift, some things to think about. How are you being seen? And it doesn't have to be a market analysis and it doesn't have to be some kind of expensive thing. It can be a simplified discovery. And yes, this is, this is a service I offer and this is not a sell right now. If there's someone that wants to talk about that, I'm happy to talk about it. But you can do aspects of a discovery yourself. You can do simplified discoveries. You can talk to people that maybe you don't know. Maybe people that you're only partially familiar with that don't know your business. Ask them how they see things. Ask them what they feel after a certain video. Don't just send them to your website. Talk about the things. Talk about the ads that you have. See what they feel about them. And if everybody loves them and something's still not going right, then maybe stretch out. Go on to social media. And maybe it's, maybe it's a chat room or it's a business room or it's a, uh, somewhere, somewhere else outside of your circle of friends or your circle of influence to find out where stuff might be off. It's not taking away from the sense of your heart, what you love, what you feel, what you're doing, your passion. It's not about changing a message so that it's not your message. It's shifting a message so it can be understood by the broadest audience. Think about it from the standpoint almost of politics, but not going into politics. And we're not going to go far left here. We're not going to go far right. We're not going to go in the middle. We're not playing any of that. But in the sharing of information from the political ads that you've seen to different races, to how people interact, how people react, how stories come out, how somebody takes a phrase or a word and then they set the other person up to fail. Or they take a phrase and a word and they, they work off of a trend or they work off of something happening. There's some people out there right now that are taking advantage of the coronavirus and they're using that. And there's elements that aren't so negative. There, there was one guy, I, I saw an ad for it. It was, it was a boat company. And, you know, he mentioned that boating and buying a boat right now, what is a better way to do social distancing? I thought that was pretty funny. There are other people where it's a little bit more exploiting. But right now, and when I say quarantine brand messaging updates, it's not necessarily making a mention that it has to be about the quarantine. But maybe in something that you're doing, something that you're working on, it could work well there. I have a, a friend of mine out on the West Coast. She's a dating, uh, uh, she's a dating coach. And she has a really cool vibe. I mentioned her on last week's episode. And in some of these people that are already existing shut-ins, she's talking about the quarantine. She's talking about the virus. She's referencing the virus to aspects of our confidence virus. And it's cool. And it dials in and it hits the trend and it hits some of the mark and some of the news that's going on. But it's not exploiting it in any negative way whatsoever. That's positive. Now, Getting back to the core of the message, where do you feel that you need to state, this is what I am, this is how I am? Then, stepping away from your feelings, moving to humility over ego, how many other people are saying the exact same thing? Can someone search your tagline? 
Can someone search key lines inside of your short bio, inside of the one-liner elements, inside of how you describe yourself, and are they going to come and find you? This has become a massive problem. Certain people, they just use a phrase or they use a series of phrases or they make promises. And inside those promises, even if they are able to complete these promises, to follow through, they don't take the consideration that someone else sees this, has heard this line and is saying, wow, you know, I don't feel so hot about this or I had a really bad experience. Now, you're not going to be able to please everyone. Not everyone is going to get on board. There's always going to be someone that's not going to get it. And it's not for that person. But the more that you consider and use the research that you have from the intention to the perception, from the opinions to the facts, from the way that you flow, and it is not semantics, the way that certain information flows out, how you're sharing it, how you differentiate from other people sharing it, It's as comparative to others that compare to you as it is competitive. And looking at what's being thrown out there. This even ties into the optimization online. It ties into the elements of the things that you can't, you know, we had a show when I was a kid, you can't do that on television. It's hitting the point now, you can't do that on the internet. Certain phrases right now are being flagged in emails. Certain phrases are being flagged online, on social media sites. And where it's something that you heard in, in a big, exciting marketing extravaganza guru expert on stage with flashy lights, he's sharing information that worked a number of years ago. I hired a publicist a, a number of years back, and it was my fault. I lost small fortune with him. And he showed me all this amazing stuff that he'd done. And, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid. The problem was all the amazing stuff that he'd done, he hadn't done anything all that amazing in about five years. And five years is a lifetime when it comes to marketing, when it comes to PR, when it comes to all the changes. Where he was and what he was able to do, he no longer could do. So he was sitting there just marketing himself for these past just amazing things, but nothing that was in the present. And it was my fault because I didn't vet through that. That's the same thing of where we're at today. And that's the same thing where we have to consider inside of our perceptions. The people telling you, these are the best sell lines and this person did this and that person did that and you you need to do that. Are you sure you need to? Will it in the end get you in trouble? So to look at those things and then at the same time to look at the situation a little deeper. It's fine to be inspired by these people that have had large levels of success. But as you're inspired, get the intel too. You find certain people that will say, well, this was the method for X, Y, and Z. And they end up giving you about 25% of the story and leaving out 75% of it. So they tell you a method of this is what you do with your videos, what you do with your audios, what you do with your blogs, how you post, how you email. But they leave out that this person might have already come from great wealth. This person already may have come from existing fame. There was this one cat that wrote a book and... Now he's out on speaking tours explaining how to leverage social media for, um, you know, uh, for your business and any business. The minute he jumped up onto social media, 
he was famous. He had his 15 minutes of fame, and so the rules do not apply the same way. If you're able to flip on a Twitter and then in two days you have 50,000 followers, you can't explain to people how that works. You just don't know, and in sharing that, it becomes dangerous. In listening to that, it becomes failure. And let's avoid listening to that and have to make it a growth thing later in reference back to that failure and growth, blah, blah, blah. Okay, dialing it back in. Here's some concepts to consider. Like I said before, look at the competitive, look at the comparative. Where can you sit there? Going to critical thinking and not going negative. Going to a critical thinking place and saying, how could this be misread? It's, it, it does have an aspect of negativity to it, but it's a positive outcome. You're going to that failure analysis. And there are people these days, they're too sensitive to do that. In understanding all the reasons why you might be misread, in understanding all the misconceptions that are possible, now you begin to build the voice and the foundation to make that clarity come through. Can you self-analyze or can you find the people that can look into you, dig into you, and throw you a whole bunch of intel, almost considered opposition research on yourself? How would someone look at you? And again, not negative because you take this and then you address it. And inside of your messaging, when you address this, it allows for that much more positivity. Because now you're defining and you're able to refine and you're able to look at things and say, wait, I've felt this for 10 years, but I can completely see how someone in the first 10 seconds might misread that. That's humility, that's honor, and that's giving you direction on how to change it. These are strong tools that you can use. The element of getting out of the mindset that everything has to be a cell. Because if everything is a cell in your mind, media will never talk to you. If they keep coming back to your site and all they see are funnels and call to actions and free gifts and everything looking like a cell, where do you appear as a potential authority or someone authentic that can interview? The other part is once the foundation of your brand messaging is in place, making sure that from your name to your tagline, to your one-liner, to your descriptors, to even a media sheet, What could people interview you on? Where could you be a voice in something where you end up helping more people that might not even dial into your service? And then in that free media opportunity, it could reach a whole bunch of people that might need your service. Steward your information and your authority with humility. That is a big part of the change in your brand messaging. Look to inform and assist as opposed to converting every person to a sale. In informing someone, in assisting someone, in seeing this content that could be used by someone that's already a customer to someone that will never be a customer or a client, and everyone in between, you're honoring people. So many of these businesses, their entire sense of brand messaging is only selling their brand. The brand is not the product, the brand is you. Or the brand is the team that put this together. They're inside of your content, your message, and even these bios can be the vicarious elements of what you think, what you feel, how you interact, what, you know, I mean, stuff that goes far and wide. I spoke to somebody the other day about Frozen 
and how Kristen, uh, uh, I don't know, the girl that sings for Anna. I have a four-year-old daughter, so I, of course I know Anna, Elsa, and Sven, and Kristoff, and uh, the whole gang. In the first... Uh, the first movie, it was driving me crazy. This uh, Kristen, whatever her name is, so much effects, so many effects on her voice. And from coming from music, the auto-tune was just driving me insane. I could hear every effect. Then when my daughter made me sit down for Frozen 2, she had really learned to sing a lot. And, and I mean, her, her singing from the first movie to the second movie, incredible growth. A lot less effects on her voice. She really, she really honed it in. I was telling that story, and then I made that comparison to the way that we can hone in and grow in an aspect about brand discovery. It drew someone to me. And it wasn't even a sell. It was just a comparison of discovering our brands and the growth in a woman's voice in a movie, in a cartoon that kids love, and however many years between each movie. That wasn't a sell. It was, it was an observation. This person who experienced the same thing of saying it felt really computerized, and now I noticed this. That's how we found our connection. Maybe there's a connection inside of food. And in exploring your brand messaging, it's not creating, and this is a key tip in this, it's not creating everything you're going to use immediately. It's stuff you can have on the side. Think about it like the palette concept. I've talked about that in the past in other episodes. A palette of information, potential content, it's not for right now. Let's break out of the mindset that many people use. They get a great idea and they immediately want to put it up. Maybe it's something that shouldn't go up immediately. Maybe it's something that should go into an editorial. We're going to keep rolling. Maybe it's something that should go into an editorial calendar something that can be used later on, different views that you have, things that are happening, and especially right now, inside of the quarantine. Maybe there's a a thought that would do so much better in a few months than it would for right now. This is where you have your palette. This is where you have forecasted content. Here's the theme. It's funny. It's serious. It's humorous. It's loving. It's whatever. Here's what I'm going to do. Maybe you shoot the video. Maybe you record the episode and you don't put an episode number on it if it's a podcast. It's okay to pre-build. And in pre-building this stuff, it can stay with your voice, it can enhance your voice, and it can push more of your messaging and your optics to where they need to go. Maybe you have something that's really great and, and it just needs to sit and simmer. This quarantine time, to sit back and look at what you have, to say, how am I going to see the different aspects here in the way that I see them, the way I already know them, but also in the way that other people might not take them. How do I begin to communicate? So I'm gonna give you a little list here as we close this out of things to think about and things to add. And again, they come into a palette, like a drawing palette, and some of it will come into your core content. The rest of it inside of your messaging and optics will come into content that's built over time to reinforce that content, reinforce that vibe, and grow from there. So not all of it is coming up all at once. And this content can be spread out over time. And again, the the elements inside of the palette, they may be pulled a week, two weeks, a month, a year from now. But building all this up will give you that foundation and help you with your messaging and help you to shift different points and different subjects for people to understand you all that better and get your intention to reaching their perception. And lastly, 
these different ways that you can talk about what you do, how you do it, why you do it. They can be different pieces of content that you can lead people to. In the end, inside of your messaging, outside of the lead stuff, do you have enough information that if somebody contacts you and has more questions, there are a couple places you can send them and direct short information that they can get so they have a better understanding of you before they talk to you. If you don't, it's something great to add. So here's some of the discovery, and here's the quick list. A discovery into the words. Intention versus perception here. Why you've chosen the direction or path that you're on currently. A lot of people don't put this together. They don't even realize it. They, well, I thought I was supposed to, and this person told me. Maybe inside of even writing this out, you might recognize an issue. Next, do you know your reach? Are you, are you trying to dial it in too tight? Could your reach go wider? And one of the things that I hate with the dialed in reach is that there's no respect that by putting something out, someone else that may have nothing to do with you knows someone that could use you or could use your service. Why do you feel right now it's a time to change? Things inside of that. These are the realizations. There's a lot of this that you're going to be able to capture and learn about yourself. Then, intention to perception. How do you think people might not be reading you? The authority to the authenticity. Are you regurgitating motivational crap that's not yours? Is the bulk of your content other people's quotes, other people's authority, other people's information? At that point, it's time to change and maybe put a better focus point on what you're putting out there because if you're using other people's authority to amplify yours, there is a bigger problem out there. What are you working off of when it comes to ego and humility? What about the hearsay and the hype? Ben mentioned in the beginning, competitive, comparative. Where is the fear to love inside of your messaging? Do you find yourself using more negative, more attacking, more hateful speech? Or is it love? Are you staying away from the narcissistic and the pessimistic? Or are you able to shift? Then you dig into the uniformity, the continuity. And that does tie into images and colors. Is that header looking the same? What in, you know, are you seeing the same avatars showing up? Are you seeing the same headers? Get out of your intention of, oh, they'll know it's me. If your Twitter header does not look like your Facebook header, does not look like your LinkedIn header, does not look like the top header of your website, you're losing a trust factor. That may not be your intention or your personal belief, but go to someone that doesn't know you. Then take the perception that the person that doesn't know you that's looking for you has had 10 terrible experiences surrounding people like you. These simple things from the colors to the typeset to the tagline to that continuity, that builds trust. What are the, some of the in, initial direct and indirect influences to the business? Comparisons to the business. What are your business boundaries? Also inside of this, this time of brand messaging and laying out the discovery, the mission, the values, the voice, and not just the hype of the template. What is something you're not going to do? Don't be one of those people that I'm available for you 24 hours a day. Because that inside of your intention of I just want to be there for every client, go to the perception that it's disrespectful to you, it's disrespectful to your time, it's disrespectful if you have a family. Set those boundaries. Look at the negative connotations. What would be the best type of customer? What would be the worst type of customer? Going into the exit strategy, it's much more than a mission statement. 
It's much more than just layering out your beliefs. We have too many people out there stating here, me, 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 this is me, this is me, this is my brand, this is my product. But it also has to be understood by them. You can make the story and you can build the messaging that has the focus on you. But the part that so many forget and people put too much money into is pushing out the message of me and they forgot it. They forget about the you. They forget about all the people that you want to reach. Respect the viewpoints, the differing viewpoints, the negative connotations, the perceptions that are not there and see how your story, your messaging, the aspects of discovering your brand, the elements that will be right up top and everywhere to the stories that might be shared in a video or an image to everything in between. Update the concept of that message, build it out, create it authentic and true to you because inside that authenticity, inside that authority coming from you, that gives you the best chance to impact them. That's episode 100. My name is Lauren Wiseman. I'm a brand messaging strategist. And right now I'm at home a lot, as you are too. If you'd like to set up for an initial talk, if you'd like to set up for a brand audit or a brand discovery, I'd be happy to connect with you. Of course, by phone or video, not in person these days. More information at laurenwiseman.com or anywhere on social media at at L-O-R-E-N-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. Wait, Wait, what? what? Really? Really? Okay. Okay. Okay.